Hey, thank you very much for having me, guys. I hope we get together soon. And uh, yeah, just let everyone need to know uh, if anyone needs any help, uh, you know, call in and uh, I'll step in any time you guys need me. Let's put on some music. <laughs> Sounds great.
Joe and uh, RER. And I believe we have Mr. Clay with us as well. RER, Clay, you there? Yes, sir. Alex. Boy, oh boy. Alex, for being all formal. How you doing? Uh, great to talk with you. I also have my son, AJ, here, who is one of the lead trainers in Hill Crest. AJ, how you doing, mate? Right on. Doing, doing well, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great to, great to hear from you, and I hope you and Wade and Bill Great and Brian are doing well. We miss you. Yeah, try it. Yeah, we miss everyone. Boy, oh boy, you know, it's weird times lately. Uh, yeah, but right now we're able to have a show with all these wonderful people. Holy moly! Hi! Our fantastic, our captain of Community Radio just showed up. Yay! Our yeah. <laughs> So anyhow, um, Clay, you know, um, you know, it was interesting uh, earlier today. Um, yeah, whoever I was speaking with, and uh, Hawk was out of called in. Uh, he's out going on, um, you know, uh, teaching folks how to do motocross racing and stuff. And uh, he's been back a while, and uh, I just wanted to talk to him during all this COVID stuff. Uh, so how's Good, my friend. Things are good. And first of all, I did tune in and listen to the interview with Hawk, and I'm most impressed. And I am going to add a link to his website and Facebook page from our uh, website under resources. You'll be able to find that perpetually. Um, and they sound fantastic. And so kind of TLDR, as they say, and my business is um, we want to eventually get to the point where we can provide some scholarships. That's awesome. As well as, right? Well, as you well know, it, I was thinking uh, between Hawk's program and your program, you kind of have a two different spectrums. And, uh, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, it's, you know, uh, uh, funding-wise, it was, it's all about the kids. It's all about driving. Exactly. But, you know, for me, Alex, I really want to get kids and families in the program who couldn't otherwise make it. That's really the main thing. That's what the motocross is about it. You don't have to know someone in motocross to make it No, and uh, Wade and I were mentioning earlier, I mean, everything you have has been donated to us. I mean, all the gear and all the motorcycles and all the crazy things are that are just helping to help, to help the instructors, yeah? Brother, I was about to say the same thing. The time, really, is the time. most valuable thing for me. I'm a highly skilled motorcycle trainer and I don't know it. This past Saturday, uh, yeah, we had uh, Micah Miller Hatfield and some volunteers kind of come over and walk through. We've got a tentative class going on here, my friend, July 25th. That's nice. kind of the big news is we're going to do something right here at our little place. Uh, just kind of ramp up very uh, young riders. It's kind of an interim pandemic limited uh, event. And we're going to soon be out of calls here until targeting wow. September. Nice. Awesome. And yes, uh, my friend. Uh, how is everything going? Um, Well, this is what I want everyone to do that's listening to the radio station to sign up for. This is um, look out for Baltimore.org. So this organization in Baltimore, the Twelve O'clock Boys, uh, as an example, um, Triple Tomzetti, T-R-U-P-E-M, so science, technology, and engineering lab, and Pigeon Academy, teaching motorcycles. So um, they are a fantastic organization. 
the last and just consciously trying to figure out a way to work together. Could you repeat and, that um, name again? Um, Retreatbaltimore.org. And uh, they're a wonderful program with about 300 people. And they teach um, classes because they basically fit the 95 COVID-19 Oh, yeah. sensible people on motorcycles. Oh, we're going to be we need to have a bunch of lunatics. Yeah, we're 
in between. Everywhere. Um, yeah. So the black track so, uh, and the Yeah, exactly. So there's no gender difference in makeup. Really, it has to do with like, <laughs> like my art. But um, so here you are, Cliff. Uh, I know you're out there out right, right now. And um, yeah, um, I want to hook you up with Hawk and uh, talk to you about it and get the program. And um, tell about the children and also the next women. now and also what you have is this dream you have a pet actually someone really just had a bicycle <laughs> that's, well that's what we're working on the, the, the first part of that equation we're working on now we have gear thank you all of you so much I can't uh, express it I mean we've had so many gear donations it's been fantastic um, uh, so Clay do you need some bikes we're now starting to get some bikes dude so we're getting enough funding where we can go out buy some old commuter bikes and have our own. Okay. And so that's so the next level. We need new bikes. So all you um, looters out there, yeah. you loot a bike uh, in so yeah, we need new bikes. Yeah, we're actually so like looters 50, get us bikes. Fifty brother. We're really looking. Actually, we have like the we have a, a few 125s and uh, a 110 or two, and um, but really the smaller ones are coming in like 50. Okay, like that's PW interesting. Like PW 50s with uh, uh, some kind of suspension or something. So yeah. you're looking for well, entry level bikes. The training wheels on that. But you're looking no for entry level that. bikes, yeah. Entry level bikes, 50s, okay. 70s, 90s, 110s. So you heard really, it the here. The smaller, the better. Heard it here on Racing Valley. Um, I want you five listeners to goddamn get your checks out and buy some bikes. So we really need <laughs> some between eighty that, and one fifty. And, and donate them. Uh, donate Yeah, emergency on the Yamaha. Sell them bikes. But uh, so um, yeah, actually, Clay. Uh, so what we're looking for is really beginner bikes. Yes, yeah, like that's really where we're that's deficient important. as far as cloners go. We actually don't. We have an XR80. I want to give props to the Sunday morning ride crew, David Allegri and Tony Ruiz coming together to bring us awesome. an XR80 and Whoa. donating gear yeah. as well. Hillary Davis from Dames Don't Care made a huge uh, cash donation. That's awesome. That's why we're in a position where we start to um, get, uh, and there's so many donations. I mean, dude, I can go through the list and I will. You can um, uh, next time, whenever you want, dude. Um, we appreciate this because guess what? We're kind of in our way, but we got to know who's going to donate to us. Yeah, and so on that note, Alex, if you don't mind, I was going to actually hand over the mic to my son and 
kind of, you know, let him express why we're doing this because he's actually been a help. Can I ask uh, him a couple of questions? Happen. Yeah, and you haven't gotten to meet him. He's kind of the – him and his sister are the prototypical first ride, first riders. I'll be nice. Is this their son? I haven't heard you yet. Yes, get the mic closer. Son. Yeah, you need to meet him. Okay. Uh, is your dad a yeah, boxers or briefs guy? And has he ever actually like, you know, opened the fridge and drank the milk out of the fridge? <laughs> so he's got his own place. That's oh, how mature he is. Damn, he's like a that. racist. <laughs> oh yeah. He's in a van. Oh yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness. And in a van with a plant. So who am I speaking with? AJ. AJ? Uh, uh, sometimes. AJ? Yeah, exactly. Nice to meet you, Nate. And uh, you're helping nice Cliff out, you. and you're part of the class and program. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Um, I just want to talk about, uh, like, I don't know, general stuff. I, I don't know if I can part about this today yet, but I think I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent myself. Well, do you like and peanut butter with bananas or just peanut butter? I mean, there's a difference. I'd say you know, white bread. But really, um, yeah. So this has been a process that we have been uh, been in the works for a while now, and really just things are going more together. You know, as my dad says, I'm kind of like the pilot of all this because he taught me at a very young age, and I'm very thankful for that because when I'm on the like uh, a construction, whether it's a bicycle or a motorcycle, I feel comfortable. You know, um, like I, I, it's it's like second nature muscle for me, and I've I've almost always felt that way. I generally don't doubt myself much when I'm riding. Only now that I'm starting to dirt jump on BMX that I'm getting a little stressed at times. So but really um, though. Their thirties. I know, right? I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually today. I've been tweaking my BMX and uh, just doing it and uh, just upgrading some parts. Wade, his favorite color is purple. Yeah. There you go. All right, you're our pal, instantly. Ding, we have a winner, folks. That's not. a huge difference like, in There speed. are so many in the puzzle, but you know, we're starting to see the image. You know, we're starting yeah. to see the picture. Evan from Monkey Moto Team Evan? Evan Arkush? Oh, God yeah, damn it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I think right? you should burn this effigy, and then you'll be fine. No, Evan's a part of our wrecking crew here. He's awesome. <laughs> he just sent one of the girls. Hey, we're going to suck you guys in, too. You're going to be drawn <laughs> in. No, Evan, Evan's actually part of us here. Exactly. Uh, Evan's had hard times too. But, uh, you know, that's great that you're part of the program. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, all we want to do is just uh, 
like Wade said, uh, we're a show about motorcycling, motorcycle stories, I think that's what we're all trying to do. Spread the love. Yar, you know, there you go. Fun riding bikes. All right, so here we are. Uh, please send us But thanks for calling in, and um, really, you know, as far as our show goes, um, this is set, uh, just like Pedro, I'm sorry, Pedro, about the delay, uh, that we missed you earlier at 7 o'clock, but um, we have a show on our schedule, calling is definitely making sure that let folks know that we're coming to you and uh, do it tonight, okay? And uh, we're just making it known. It really is. And Thank uh, God. everyone we wants don't want to build a network. We're okay. trying to build a network, buddy. We don't yeah. want to compete with the other providers by talking to them. We want to help them. No, uh, I, think, I think uh, everyone's together on this. And yeah. it's all about just your motorcycling. I mean, I'm sure if Papa could hear this, he would probably be going, yar, yar. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, we're all in this together. Um, yeah, so we're, let's just all get more motorcycle racing going on. And uh, in the future, I'm going to run for president. We're not going to have religion anymore. It's if you're a rider or you ain't, you know. I'm well, yeah, we ride. We ride or you <laughs> don't, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. Ride to live, live right. to ride. <laughs> but thanks for calling in, folks. And, um. Uh, I believe we're going to play out the last track. Yeah, you too, Alex. Let me know. Wade, Brian, Jimmy, anything whatsoever, man. Let me know. Uh, fresh Apple Pie. Yep. All right. Man. Cheers. Cheers, baby. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, Much love. Thank you. There you are. So that was a fun time. Let's have uh, – what time is it? It's 8 o'clock. Boy, my show is way past over, and that's why Pam – Oh, Pam says nothing's happening, so we're just still rolling. Hi, Pam. There's no one here at 8. We're still on. I do want right. to say before we leave the desk that we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. Yes. We have a yeah. rod. And that's yeah. why I had the, uh, the horn out. Go, Robbie. Uh, Pam had a horn on her show, and Robbie was always our horn guy. Yeah. So, R.E.R. Uh, R.E.R. Brian, do it again. And fantastic. I can't hear you. Come in here. Yeah, yeah. Turbopiping. Turbopiping. Subculture. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Robbie's birthday was uh, just this time last week. Uh, he's part of our wrecking crew, uh, motor tire guy, and we loved him uh, uh, a good bit. Yep. He just kind of leaves the stage for us. But he's with us, and uh, he'll always be with us. Well, uh, Racing Valley, News <laughs> Radio. So yeah, yeah. Let's take a break, and uh, we might be on for a little more. Let's talk. Thanks to that, <laughs> that motley, every day, that though. motley Abel. crew. Abel Harami over here just flipping everybody off. Yes, looking like he just no, got really, out of court. I mean, I don't think it's just you. It's not something you could just do six times a week for like five months and then just assume that you're going to be really good at. Yeah. Or be better at. I mean, it's just. 
It's it's weird. It's it's a tough way to do it. Like, is is it is is comedy something that you actually saw yourself doing your entire life, even as even as a kid, or is this something yeah. that you just kind of grew into? No, I mean I grew into it. I mean I again, you know, I was. After high school, I was just going to college, and then I met, uh, you know, Sammy, one of my buddies from high Sammy school. Sammy obeyed, yes. Not a boy. They're looking for Abel right now. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the police. They actually think he OD'd. Like, I know one of these assholes are parked illegally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're a fire truck. Uh, but the... Um, the uh, what was it? Was question? We were talking about uh, the. Oh yeah, was this something? So, was it, yeah, was this something that you saw yourself doing your whole life? Never saw myself. You know, the weird thing about stand-up is I never really saw myself doing stand-up. I, I kind of wanted to go to law school. My sister's a doctor, once a lawyer. I always thought it'd be really fun to be a lawyer because I like uh, I like reading. I like learning up on stuff, and then I think being in a in a courtroom battling some other dude would be hella fun. Right. Um. So that that's something that I was actually focused on doing. But then I met my friend Sammy. He was doing stand-up comedy a year into it brought me into uh, a couple mics um but that's pretty much that's basically where we started and then you just get addicted to that man what I was mean, your what was your do you remember your first, first experience time, do you yeah. remember that yeah i did mission pizza over there in fremont it was like valentine's day yeah 2009 i think so i just go up there and uh again i invited a lot of my friends i'm from fremont so there's like 40 of my friends right and i just remember going up there and just doing like 20 minutes 25 minutes almost the first time and I did really well because all my friends were over there. I, like, killed it. I was like, okay, this is really – this is what I should be doing. This is awesome. And then I hit, like, four mics that week, and it was just, like, not the case. And that, yeah, it, yeah. it hurts, right? It hurts. The world is just all like, uh, I mean, I don't know who Mark is, so this isn't funny. Why are you talking about your friend? <laughs> like, you guys know Mark. I'm like, we didn't go to your high school, sir. Okay, so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Because because here's the thing about comedy, man. Like, when the crowd rejects you, you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's not like you, you put can't up a care. You, you you're not supposed to. to? I, oh, most definitely. Oh, I don't care. I just yell back at them. Right. I said, I'm sorry, you're not too uh, smart to understand this dick joke, but right. I don't think it's not funny. <laughs> it's a very sophisticated dick joke. That's exactly you know, what's going you're on. When you get rejected by hot girls eight times a week, who gives right. a shit about the crowd and Billings? Well, see, that, that's, <laughs> you know, that's like, I mean, that's a great like, point, though. what I really though. wanted was Tanya, not for you idiots to like me, so I don't give a shit. No, no, but that's a great point, though, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when you get accustomed to the feeling of, yeah. of rejection, of instant yeah. rejection, it's easier to go out into the world and yeah. just be as badass as you want to yeah. because it's it can't hurt you. It's like it's like being whooped on the back so many times that your back is just numb now yeah. at this point. So, I mean, do you find was do, like I don't love you? It's it's like, like I don't care. You're like I don't love These me either. Jokes aren't working, Kelly. I'm at Mission Pizza. I don't love me either. Okay. I know. I tell you, dude. That's that's the thing about it. You cannot care about the car. You have to rejection. Even when you get great, you're getting rejected. I mean, there's always going to be rejection. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, even when you blow up, there's going to be roles that you're not going to get or TV shows that you're not going to be on, even if you're out there killing it. Right. So you got to get quick. Rejection should be the first thing you should actually think of. Right. So when you're happy, when the one rejection doesn't happen, you're like, you know what? Things are good. <laughs> I'm going to be it's fine. Like, uh, it's like they're serving breakfast after 10. This isn't a victory. <laughs> is there is, is there like a goal for you, though, Kabir? Like, what what is I, – I get this question from uh, – younger comics like what is that you want to do like what where do you want to be in like five yeah. to ten years what is what is the goal that kabir singh has in mind in terms of yeah. comedy or entertainment well listen you can't put a number on when you want to achieve it but like literally my goal is i love doing stand-up comedy that's my thing i would love performing on the road 260 days a year yeah. all over america and the world repeatedly theaters and sell tickets of course fortunately you have to get on television to do that and other stuff that you have to get good at 
to do what you want to do. Um, but that's that's basically the goal. And really, honestly, the goal, I mean, of just going city to city and making people laugh, I've pretty much already over I've already achieved. I mean, I get to go. I mean, I'm not getting paid great and there's a lot of shows that do suck, yeah. but I'm still hitting that I still get to go out and make people laugh. So it's a lot of fun. It would be fun doing it while being getting rich, I guess. That, that would also be dope. I, I'm, is that the way to say it? Yeah. Is that the right way to answer that question? I think that's the most direct way like to do it. I'd like to get rich doing exactly what I'm what doing I want right to do. now. Please. <laughs> right Please. now, it's good. Um, I, I, so, uh, 20 more grand a show would be nice. <laughs> I know I know you're going city to city, and that definitely is one of the perks of uh, doing stand-up comedy, but you're originally from the Bay Area, Bay Area. Um, from Fremont. Uh, my, my question is this though do you think that there is a huge difference between like Bay Area the Bay Area comedy scene versus out you know the rest of the world and I, know, I yeah. hate to sound pretentious because I know the Bay Area people right. usually sound like you know our shit don't stink or something like that right but what what is Bay Area comedy compared to somewhere on you know in the Midwest or, or down south we, 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 we are literally at the best the Bay Area is the best place to get good at stand up because it's a melting pot and you're gonna get all different kind of crowds throughout the week. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you could just go in there and do, I mean, there's just so many people here. Right. Uh, people talk about the Midwest like it's easy. They're the easiest crowds. Really? They're happy to see you. It's Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be a dick, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're, they're, it's way harder to impress and make people laugh at Roosters on a Sunnyvale when the whole Oracle and Yahoo's over there that's just trying to get drunk or San Francisco with all these guys where you can't say anything. At all. Right. You know, they're way harder than going in the – I mean, Bay Area is a perfect place to get good. I mean, this is the best place. You go to different rooms, get good. Midwest, Chicago, Denver, they're the same people. Yeah. Everyone watches the same stuff on television – I mean, it's crazy. Everybody yeah. watches that. And you kind of already know how people think just by watching the news and the shows that are successful and the cartoons that do well. Yeah. They're not totally different. When you start going to, like, Glasgow and stuff where your accent, like Scotland, where you're just talking and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Right, right, right. That's when it becomes an issue. Has, has that been an issue <laughs> oh, for you? Oh, Lord. I went – I lied to this promoter, like, four years into stand-up. He's like, you're a headliner. I'm like, yeah, headline America. Oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we need to headline these uh, this, like, UK tour. And I was like, hell yeah. He's like, you got an hour? I'm like, yeah, I got an hour at Tommy T's right. in the San Jose Improv. I'm four years in. <laughs> right. They throw me to Glasgow and, like, Birmingham, and I'm just up there like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> 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 I mean, Glasgow, they just stared at me. I've never seen it. I was an hour. That was good. I still had an hour of good shit. I was yes. doing it. But it was just 45 minutes, and people were just looking at me like, I don't understand a word that's coming that's out of That's incredible. Mouth. And I'm like, it's English. Right. And they tell me something. So I kind of don't understand what you're saying. This is, is weird. Two people speaking English, completely different accents. Same don't know language. what the hell. Yeah. So so what's going on in your mind? I mean, you're talking about going overseas to do comedy. Oh, yeah. And you're, you kind of, you know, you're kind of gassing yourself up to this guy by saying, yeah, I got an hour. Oh, of I mean, course. so, so what all else those. you going to tell the guy? It's you're not going to say no. Two grand a show. Yeah. You're not going to say no. An hour, sir. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So what Which you, hour would you like? <laughs> what are you thinking in those? What are you thinking in those 45 minutes where they're just the hour. watching? I'll you? bring it, sir. Well, no, no. What are you thinking in, the, in that time where, they, where you're just being judged? <laughs> Oh, do, while I was bombing? Yeah. Oh, they immediately knew I wasn't shit the minute I got there. <laughs> <laughs> they put me on the first show in London. like 30 minutes into that, just sweating. I'm like, so you guys, uh, the McDonald's here tastes funny. Right. <laughs> just it. Scotland was tough. They didn't understand a word. But you know what? They were so polite. Like, I, I, they were just so cool that they wanted me to do well. They understand there was a language barrier. They understand that it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a lot more respect for comedians in the UK like we're looked at like there's a lot of TV shows in the UK where they just put stand up comedians on a panel and they just talk about their opinions right something right, right. that we would destroy here if exactly yes shit. like the, the structure over there comedians are really well respected so even though I was eating 
eating it, and in my head, I'm like, this is really bad. They were still not rude. They weren't booing. They were just listening, and they're like, you know, they understood when right, to clap. Yeah. But you could just tell as a comedian that, dude, none of this is working, and you're, you're not going to get paid. You're not, you're not getting that satisfaction, right? You're not <laughs> scratching that itch. You got a piece of paper over there, man, with some stuff written down? Did you want to read some of that stuff off? Oh, no, I want to ask a question, yeah. Oh, uh, you want, okay, go, Yeah, I want to ask you a couple questions. Oh, you want to ask me a question? Job. Because, like, as a comedian, right, so I've been doing just stand-up. Never had a day job while I was doing stand-up, at least, other than the telemarketing I did at 15, trying to hook up with that girl. Rejection again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the um, when you do stand up, when you have like a full time job, dude, yeah. like how do you balance the two? Like, I guess my question is if you have to do radio in the morning for a big radio show on like a Wednesday, but you get this gig in Arizona that doesn't pay anything, or a gig in LA that doesn't pay anything, but industry is there and you need to be show your face over there to do well and you got the spot. I mean, how do you pick that? Well, at this point, you know, I, I got to a point where um, I had to make a decision. It's like, look, I, I signed this contract to do this radio show that I really enjoy doing. Um, but at the same time, you know, if I, if a great opportunity comes up in uh, in LA or Seattle or wherever yeah. maybe, you have to make a decision. You have to choose. Well, you know, never good opportunities in Seattle. <laughs> well, yeah, or wherever it may be, wherever it may you might be. Pass right? on the Seattle gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come down to uh, Topeka and see if, see if I can make that make that work. No, um, I mean, but again, like when you so you you just have to weigh the options. You just right? have to like, weigh the options. Whichever one is worth it more. I mean, if if it's a big show on a, on on the radio on Wednesday morning and I want to go to L. A. or whatever, but I but let's say they're not paying or let's say I'm not too sure about the booker or I don't yeah. know I don't know the people that well. I might side with the radio show. Right, right. Although my first love is stand up comedy, I only got into radio because of stand up comedy. Um, that's I kind of I kind of stumbled into into sports talk radio right. and, and morning radio. So I know right. where my loyalties are. It's definitely towards comedy. But yeah, sometimes you just got to make a tough decision. And, and, what, and sometimes you do have to pass up on a gig that sounds cool. Yeah. But you're not very sure about. Oh, you know, you know you start weighing it. Yes, anyway. Exactly. You know, like, oh, this person's there, that person's there. You, you might drive seven hours. People. You might drive seven hours to get there, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you're getting bumped. Nine people, you're getting bumped. Your bosses are calling you. So yeah, <laughs> where so are you? It's just a lot of hard decisions, <laughs> man. You just you just got to know. But I look at it like this: it's a good problem to have you know because because you got two things that you love i have two things in, that i love in my life radio and comedy yeah. i get a chance to you know i've worked hard enough to be able to be in, engulfed in both of them so it's a good problem to have but i'll just have to make the tough decision but radio wasn't your only job doing stand-up though right yeah no no I, before radio like, before i actually did full-time radio i used to sell asphalt for a for a uh, construction company geez. i was an asphalt estimator, estimator. I, would, I would go to your parking lot i would measure it all out i uh, were you good at that i was pretty good you, dude, let me tell you something let me tell you something asphalt is a lucrative industry it's imagine. everywhere i mean it's everywhere you really don't think about it until you actually start selling it and then you yeah. look around you're like god damn every single road every single freeway almost all driveways yeah i'm telling you man <laughs> but you don't notice it until you're actually making money off of it that's gangster so what, yeah what time did you have to go to work for that that was when you're in sales you kind of have more of an open oh, schedule yeah. so, you, so you know you can make your own schedule so that one that, with the big mac all, yeah. all the time bro one o'clock parking lot looks like shit yeah it doesn't matter it's all cracked up but I got an In-N-Out burger, so I'm good to go. So this is a brand new building. <laughs> Pull your pants up. But what was the worst thing about, all, like, out of all the jobs you had while doing stand-up? And yeah. I still, I, I can't imagine this not being radio just because of the, the timing. But what was the worst thing about any job you had while you had to mix it in with stand-up? Ooh, uh, I'd say, okay, I'd say the worst thing about um, this one job I had where I was basically customer service. 
uh, and I sat in a cubicle all day, and I sold. You, you ever seen the? You ever seen office, the, the Office? The Office, right? Oh, the, the office. show, The yes. Office. You know how they? Close. You know how they? Yeah, very close. Far away I was well, the Office. I got one word right, actually. The Office space sentiment. That was my <laughs> life. Sitting in that cubicle. I've definitely had that feeling. But just like The Office, the TV show, I actually sold paper products. No way. So I was selling paper plates, selling paper cups. My whole life was paper. It was just a sad state of affairs. <laughs> you, it, I was just everything in my life was was bendable and breakable and rippable because I, I was just engulfed in this paper world. So that that was the worst part about doing that job, customer service for a person like me, yeah. is that I hate sitting down for yeah. hours at a time. I hate being quiet for hours at a time. Yeah. I'm on the phone and I'm on the computer all day, which I cannot just, I cannot stand that. And it would burn the fat off my soul. Dude. So when I would leave there That's at five what, o'clock. So scared to hear that. When I would crazy. leave there at five o'clock, yeah. I hated life. life. I, Damn, I, and, and here's the thing. I lived on the same block as I worked on. Understand that I lived on the same block as I worked on. This is over on uh, on Cherry Street. So it was like no commute. You were just. No, it was just. I would just every day I wake up. I walk to work. I I burn on the inside. Then I'd go home, smoke some weed, cry for a little while, oh, and then and then just listen to sports talk radio and then just repeat in the morning. It was the saddest. Damn, it dude. was the saddest time of my life. And you man. just hated paper. Like you 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 refused to ref- write jokes on paper. Yeah. I, now I, I'm like Jay Z, man. I just freestyle like, give everything. Me cardboard. Now. I'm not using that shit. <laughs> cardboard. I what just, do you mean there's no cardboard? Board. Is this the improv? So that was it right there, man. That was that was the uh, the worst. You guys need cement or paper? <laughs> I can't imagine having to do that shit because like it, it just it's gotta be worse if you do the, a show. Yes. Bomb. Wake up in the morning. Sell no paper. Sell no paper. It's <laughs> like that was a fun 24. It's a terrible. Yeah, I had a lot of those 24. The, the 72 hour power. The 72 power hours. I get you see you getting you bumped on a show. It's like you don't know how much I need this. Size. I need this. I gotta sell All these right. cups. The paper industry is literally crashing. <laughs> <laughs> They've got these notes on the phone now. It's just this is crazy, man. What's the single worst moment of your life at a day job other than getting fired? Ooh, single worst moment of my life. Um, I worked at a liquor store. For a long Damn, time, dude, how actually. How many jobs did you oh, have? I've had dude. many jobs, my friend. How old were you here? Uh, like nine. I, I mean, I've, I've done everything, man. I've, I worked. My first job was Were when I was eat? 11 years old. Ooh, no. Oh, what were you doing at 11? At 11 years old, I was Legally. stocking. I was stocking beers and soda. That is so illegal. Nowadays. I'm not supposed. I'm not even supposed to touch the beer, but I was stocking beers and soda. And, and by the time I was 13, I moved myself up to the register, and I was working the register. You moved yourself I was, up. Well, I mean, I had worked myself <laughs> yeah. up to the register. You became right? manager at 11 and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking start working the cashier. I'm assistant manager at 12. Beers are heavy. I was. Like, hey, hey, real question about the beer. You ever fucking? Did you ever slide a beer in? Did oh you yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I said I got just a drunk Rudy watching. Dude, Dodgers. First, first time I got shipping. drunk, I snuck some club mudslides out of the liquor store, and I drank them on the side of the liquor store next to the dumpster, and I got super drunk, and then I went home to go play Nintendo all day. It was it was crazy. That's the life, dude. That was the real life. Before rejection. When I was 13 years old, I worked my way up to the register, and the funniest thing ever, dude. They used Who's to, the boss? Sorry, Indian. My, no, this uh, this uh, Italian. I know some Indian. Italian like, what are you? How old? <laughs> 22 okay well you can sweep you don't look mexicans are getting younger but you look 10 but okay grab the beer he was he was well, a, he's an italian guy that's italian actually dude. been in this neighborhood uh, for a long time and they've owned the shop for a long time he gave me a job at 11 because i used to go in there all the time and 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 buy baseball cards and i got that was my first job when i was 13 years old kabir i was asking grown men for their id before, before i sold them their malt liquor i would have stole that liquor you probably would have whooped my ass at 13 dude, I, I 
used, I used to, at 13 years old, I used to be like, hey, man, here's a, I need to see your ID. And then they, like, pull out their wallet halfway. Yeah. And then they think about it and look at me and be like, let me see your ID. Yeah. Where's your ID at, you know? And, but that was just, that was my job at the time. Where's but, your father? I need cigarettes. You but, can't but handle the, that. The worst time I ever had was when I got robbed. I got robbed in the liquor store, man. Robbed at the liquor yeah, store? Yeah, I got, I had a gun placed right Some to your cheek. And you're like, thir- how old were you? No, I wasn't 13. I was like Actually, I worked there for a long time, so I was probably like 19. 19? Yeah. That's still pretty young now. Yes, yeah, still, still pretty bad. I had a gun pressed up to my cheek. Is this another liquor store? You no, worked same there for liquor 14 store. years. Same liquor store. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You worked there from 11 to 9? When did you leave? I, dude, I used to work there, like, you know, Man, sporadically. Shut that shit down. You got to leave. I've been here since I was 11. <laughs> right. I'm like chaining Fuck myself McDonald's. to the wall. Build <laughs> that somewhere else. That was it, man. That was that was probably the single worst time. I, I mean, I've had some pretty bad jobs. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm going to die. Was he Indian? At no, least? he was. God I think I'm pretty sure he was black. Give yeah, me sure all of your dude. shit. Yeah, he's, everything, dude. Everything. I, I, I just opened up the register and just started handing over handfuls of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't care. Yeah, like, you know, I'm trying weird. to live. I'm trying to survive, you know? Sir, I've had my puberty in here. If you think you're walking <laughs> out here with a fucking dime, I've got another thing coming. All right? I have to get high and play Nintendo in four hours. <laughs> yes. I can't have you taking my boss's shit. Oh, my God. That sounds like a That's terrible the one, man. day, dude. That's what the one. What did you do after you got robbed? Uh, I just basically stood there stunned for yeah. about 15 minutes. Um, people, people were... I didn't even call the people police. People were coming in, sir. People were coming in. There was like a long line of people lining up, and I was just sitting there, like just stunned for like 15 to 20 minutes. And I couldn't believe. Can what I happened. just get a Snicker bar? I know you just got robbed, but I really <laughs> need the Snicker bar. My wife's being a bitch. It was rough, man. <laughs> it was rough. That that, but that was the bottom. That was hands down the worst moment. Hands down. There's no. What else could it be worse? You told the ultimate tale of it. Actually, what to, could be worse? Actually, Something to be honest with you, cut my hand off. To be honest with you, now when I think about it, sometimes I think about the fact of how I actually hated my life. Yeah. When I worked at the paper company, right. Versus that one moment where I was scared for my life. Yeah. And honestly, man, I think maybe hating your life for about <laughs> four years was probably still worse than having a gun pressed to your face at yeah, nineteen. Ro- yeah. Could you imagine? That was that was one moment of terror and a lifetime of stories. I gotta tell you. That right there was four years of my life that I robbed. wasted. That I just I can't get back. I gotta rob somebody. I gotta you rob can't God. Get out of paper. Give me all your leads, <laughs> Trevor. This is it's way too early for this. Is that a gun? Oh man. <laughs> No, that's got to be badass. I couldn't imagine doing. I couldn't imagine being robbed at a liquor store. Yeah, I would definitely give them all the money, but I would also like. You gotta give it up. Doing something weird like giving them tickets to shows too. You gotta give it up, man. (laughs) Are we gonna do the? uh, They said just stop talking, and we're gonna do. Oh, do we? Because it's like ten twenty-one. Yeah. Oh, we can keep talking. This is dynamite shit. No, they. Hey, they told me. They told me not to stop. Or not to say anything. Just stop and then get back in there. Hell yeah. I'm on fire. All right, fuck it, let's run. <laughs> These stand-up jokes are going to be terrible. We're not going to okay, use no, any of that. Keep it rocking. That's why I don't, I don't want to say anything. We'll just keep you the guys need going. The walls okay? are coming down. <laughs> They're opening up. You got more questions? Oh, shit, it's almost 1020. It is 1020. That's why, that's, why, that's why I did that. But shit. if you got more questions, keep it rolling. Is there anything else you want to ask? Anything funny we want to just end it with? What's your phrase? I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with something. Oh, let's... Well, for how long? Yeah, let's let's do that. I'll I'll intro. Do you want me to ask you that? Yeah, could you do me a favor? Could you just bring in um, yeah, who your favorite comedian? Yeah, you could ask me uh, who my favorite comedians were. All right. And then I'm just gonna uh tell you the fact that I never watched stand up until I started it. Okay, cool. Okay. Jay, you gotta call it, man. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? All right, we're set. All right. 
All right, it's the Rare Formcast here with Rudy Ortiz and my guest, Kabir Singh. We've been talking about everything today, man. We got into sports. We even made some bets today. Yes, we did. We've been talking a little bit of comedy uh, for the last couple of minutes. Um, but I want to ask you, though, man, you know, of course, you're doing your thing. You're going everywhere and, and just making a name for yourself. But what are some of the names in comedy um, that you either looked up to or admired or were really into yep. their, their style? What, what are some of the names that, that, that come to mind? Yeah, a stand-up. I was a super late bloomer when it came to stand-up. I don't think I started watching stand-up until, like, Maybe I think the first stand-up comedy I've ever saw on TV was like maybe six months before I went on stage. Wow! And it didn't didn't blow me away or anything. I couldn't even tell you who I saw actually, but I did see it. But um, the first live show I ever did was the Rooster Teeth Feathers comedy competition when right. Sammy won it. Right. And then I saw that that was my first live comedy show. And then I went back and I started watching stand-up. And really, I mean, that was not you know it was like Dave Chappelle, Dane Cook, those guys. I mean, it sucks whenever I talk to old school people. They just hate me immediately. Because they five yeah. seconds of talking. What kind of comedy do you like? Ah, I started watching that about uh, nine years ago. Because <laughs> uh, they, they don't like the fact that you're. They probably feel like, oh, this guy. Doesn't. Yeah, and I went back. I mean, I knew the, the social pressures of knowing. I mean, I went back and watched the stand-up from like Richard Pryor, Nettie Murphy, and stuff like that. But I don't think there was. It's weird. Like as a comedian, I'm sure there was a comedian that inspired you to. to to do stand-up there's really there's not like a comedian i could pinpoint and be like that's the reason why i do stand-up comedy or that's who i want to be it's kind of weird but no my, mine is paul rodriguez because and i say that because what? no let me tell you why because that was the Edit first that actually i know paul really well. that's, that's what i'm saying <laughs> no paul is still out there paul is still out there doing he's his gangster, thing dude. but he's i mean just being like a being like a young mexican kid like listening to watching a lot of stand-up comedy because i loved watching comedy as a kid right? right but then when i saw paul rodriguez he came out with an album a long time ago called macaroni or mac and cheese or mac macaroni cheese. and cheese i think it's yeah. called macaroni and cheese um and that was the first ever cd or anything audio that i actually ever purchased what year was that i don't want i want to say Were 19 you 11 working at the liquor store <laughs> yeah it was my, it was my liquor store money um i, I want to say like 1994 93 okay. wow. something like that okay okay yeah, yeah and yeah. i bought that i went to suncoast I, I bought it at suncoast uh bought the cd bought the album and that was it right there man once i heard paul rodriguez i was like this is you this ever is, work with this him? is cool no never had a chance to work For with him real? i've met him a couple of times but never i saw him out over at uh, at the radio station came in he came in a couple of times to do um some Nice sets, yeah, real, real nice guy, real cool That's guy. Cool. That's cool that you have that kind of guy. Because when I was growing up, there was no. Indie, I mean, for you, I mean, I, I don't sure it was just because he was, was uh, was well, Hispanic, him, him being I mean, Mexican definitely helped the situation it for did, me. But like, I mean, it a, probably wasn't the game breaker. But for me, like Russell didn't blow up till like 1999, right. and I don't think I really watched his stuff until way later, until he already blew up. But yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Stand up is great. There's a lot of great comedians. I, I like watching the comedians that are just. Uh, that, that just I get to work with. I mean, there's so many. It's crazy going to, like, when you're doing a show in, like, Chicago and Boston, just your feature and openers alone. Those yes. Those like, killers. Some of that. Yes. Like, what is this guy trying to make my life harder right now? I don't know. Is, is, is supposed the, to be on the same team here. There's <laughs> nothing to prove here. I mean, is that a thing, though? Do you get that a lot? Like, yeah, like when, you, when you featured oh. before, do comics ever, like, say, you know what, I don't want to know. I don't know if Kabir's is the right, right. feature because he might blow it out the water. Then I got to yeah. follow him. Uh, there's been the three times I've ever been kicked out of stand-up comedy, like, getting canceled from weekends. Two of them. Where from when I was featuring for other comedians, they're like, we don't even want to. But it's so rude to do that because number right. one, I always hated on them. But I was like, that's such stupid. That's so dumb. You're headlining. You should be able to do whatever. And then you'd go there and do it. And then you know they, they wouldn't even ask you to take it down. You just get canceled. But then when I started headlining and started going to like, <laughs> like you know, like Atlanta, should do the shows, and I'm just all like, yeah, could you tell this guy to calm down here? <laughs> We're just trying to have a good just time. Ease up, right? Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. But like you know, the feature spot's obviously the easiest opening spot. But like. Uh, it is weird though, like that you you gotta like, but again, there's a lot of great comedians out there that that just are stuck at that spot because they don't have the TV credits to headline. It has right. nothing to do with their stand-up. I was stuck featuring for like five years before I got on Stand-Up Revolution, 
uh, before that, it was basically just me bearing other headlines. You make enemies doing that; they don't yeah. like you anymore. Do, do you do you find that do you find that you have like a way of writing jokes or or something that works specifically for you? Because I know that's something that comics you know comics all have a different way of coming up with material. Yeah. What is what is your way? Do you have a formula that works for you? Or I, I do have a formula, and I think we're gonna try it out actually. Because what I do is I I don't really write like. I don't sit there and have like a structure of the way I write my jokes. What I do is I come up with premises and then I will go on stage ah. or just kind of tell people with my friends, could you listen to me? And then we will build a joke together. Yes. I mean, what happens is someone will give me like uh, – and a lot of times I won't use that specific idea, but someone will show – Something like, okay, what if you do this? Which I'm going to do right now, actually, because okay. I'm going to try this, actually, because I do have a – I've been doing a bunch of sets this week, and there's three jokes that I've been working on. Two, actually, that I, that I want to do. When you come up with the premise, you just kind of go out there and say it, and you try to help it out. So I got a joke about aliens. I've always wanted a UFO joke, and I've written like five in the past, and they've all sucked. Right. So this is the only one where I thought I came up with a really good premise. So I'm going to throw it out there. And then well, you got a, you got a microphone right there, but we actually do have a stage here. Um, we do. With, with the We're microphone, with the microphone set up. Um, well. You might as well just. Right, let's cut right now. There you go. You guys are just that was a good bridge, though, right? 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Bridge is good? Yeah, yeah it was good. Why, that sounds like a wonderful idea, Mr. Monet. I'll be delighted to come. And Mr. Boynton, do you speak for him as well? Mr. Boynton has been spoken for many times. The trouble is he doesn't answer. Oh, you mean about tonight? Yes, Mr. Monet, I feel sure I can speak for Mr. Boynton. Oh, fine, I'll be leaving then. I'll walk you to the door, Mr. Monet. Oh, my address is uh, 9066 Shawm Drive. Try to get there before 10. And I'm sure that as my students say, we will have a ball. <laughs> I'm sure that we will. Yes, until tonight then, Miss Brooks. Stay in the groove. Oh, Natch, Mr. Monet, Natch. <laughs> and Mr. Monet. Yes? Don't take any wooden francs. <laughs> Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, will return in just a moment. But first, here is Vern Smith. Ladies, regardless of age, skin type, or previous beauty care, doctors prove you too may win a lovelier complexion with palm olive soap. But to win this lovelier complexion, the kind men admire and women envy, you must stop improper cleansing. Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise. Remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advised 1,285 women, many with complexion problems, to use palm olive this way. Some have dry skin, some oily, some coarse looking. Using palm olive soap alone, two out of three won lovelier complexions. Now, here's what the doctors advise Wash your face with palm olive soap. Massaging for one minute with palm olive's soft lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin palm olive's full beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days. It's that simple. But doctors have proved this way using nothing but palm olive really works. So forget other beauty care. Use palm olive soap alone for a lovelier complexion. For loveliness all over, use big, thrifty bath-size palm olive in your tub or shower. After Miss 
Mr. Monet left, I tried to get Mr. Boynton on the phone to tell him about the invitation. But ours is a party line, a four-party line to be exact. And every time I picked up the receiver, it was in use. Always careful not to lose my temper, I sat by the phone and drummed lightly on the top of the table until my five fingernails were impaled in the mahogany. <laughs> then I tried it once more. As sure as my name is Lucy Schofield, that's the only way to treat man there, boss. Believe me, if I had to do it all over again, Emma, I'd, oh, excuse me a minute, dear, I think a smell more roast burning in the kitchen. Now, that's a coincidence. And if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you've made a great choice because they're still filming this cool thing. Yay! The rare form of cast. Here we go. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna put it come around now? Are you gonna start on this side, or are you gonna? I'm gonna start on this side. You are gonna start on this side. I'm gonna get out of the way. Um, that's what I was thinking. The, I was gonna say my camera died right when Rudy was doing his little intro. So I'll, I'll grab Rudy. Okay. okay. Yeah, perfect.
training in the end or not. You know what I mean? Like maybe we'll get you signed to go out. Okay. Headphone deal. I don't know. Okay. You look at him and you're like, no, fuck no. You're not going to be able to this ball. What's wrong with you? Did you, did you drink bleach before you thought about this whole thing? Like, there's no possible way you yourself, what am I doing here? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to demoralize him. You're demoralizing him and you're telling him how he, you know his, you, you know the tiger, you've seen the stripes, bro. This isn't in your future. Right. I don't see why you even sign up for something like this. You think you're going to be able to get up and, and handle going and doing this job and, you know, you, you got to kind of treat it as you're a blue collar and this blue collar worker. To where it's maybe a little bit offensive. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know right. what I mean? Am I trying to be funny or am I just trying to be? You, you can do whatever you want. Okay, cool. What are you doing? You just, you just like, want to kind of have yeah. uh, more of a disgusted undertone okay. yeah. of like, bro, I love you. Yeah. No, but you can't do it. This isn't you. And then can I stand up and walk away? Like, like walk, cro- like, like leave him when I'm done talking to him? Can I just. Or you yeah, want to stay leave here? Leave him like, 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 use that no, as a I, I think it. that's a little too stagey. Okay, cool. Just stay here. You guys are still friends, for fuck's cool. sake. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna 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 well, you can even That's what I was asking. I was like, how, I was like, like, how hard are you going to go? But I see what you're saying. No, no, no. You're not going to tell him to lock up after, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just wants to be more disgusted with that. when I feel like, you know. Okay. You can run that by me real quick. He's going to. So after, okay, after the stage shit, you're going to come back in here. He's going to say, uh,. You know, I, okay, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go pick up Jay. Jay Rich, go try to do his job with him at the barbershop. I'll see you later. You, you'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming. And you'll say, okay, I'm clear. And then you'll kind of speak straight with him. Don't be, don't be like fucking a dick, yeah. Mean or anything. Yeah. No, you can like, be a little bit mean. But just, you but be just truthful, tell mean, like how we yeah, are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just be straight. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like the show is off now. I don't have to be fucking Mr. Show. Right. I can yeah. just be real with you. I like the angle of be real as a friend. Yes. This, this isn't gonna work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's not gonna work? Like you trying to be, you trying to do the day jobs. Yeah. Should we just? Oh yeah. That's that's my motivation. Like I'm not waiting to be my Like I know you. I've seen you work before. Can't respond. I can say that. Oh, I can just say that. It's, it's your best. reaction. It's your oh, yeah. reaction. Beautiful. I mean, it's, you know, Beautiful. however you want to play that. That's however you feel about this shit, yeah. honestly, should come through. I'll show you. I'll show you, Earl. Father. <laughs> Father. I'm sorry. Where am I? <laughs> I went blind with rage. <laughs> Oh, do I? Are we already? We're still sitting. Yeah, you're sitting. You're, you're doing the. You're, you're setting him up again for the stage shit. The stage shit, yeah. And then we're gonna do that part. Come here, look. So I'm going to start off with the process, and then you mentioned yeah, the jokes, speed. okay? Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'm going to start process off Process to jokes again? No, I'm, I'm going to be talking about your process. No, no. Okay. And I just walk out and do the stage work? Yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing, Kabir. Like, one of the things that I get asked a lot from other comics and really just, like, normal, you know, audience members in general uh, yeah. is about the process for, for actually coming up with the material. Do you have a process for your material? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a structure on how I'm going to write stuff. Uh, what I do is I come up with premises, and then what I'll do is just, I'll just randomly just kind of go hit up the open mics, throw them out there, see what comes up the top of my head. Um, and then, you know, other comedians, you know, in the community will kind of help you out. 
uh, and, and stuff like that. So sometimes it could be like brainstorming when you're yeah, talking about tagging yeah. and stuff like that. Well, once you get the premise, you can kind of go up there and figure out what you want to do. And then you, once you say it out loud, you kind of hear it and kind of right. figure it out. It's, it's better than just a pen and pencil, well, uh, a, a pen and paper, because you don't you just you don't hear it. You know I mean, it's interesting because that's usually the that's that's the conventional method. People want right. to sit down, quiet place. Yeah. Don't want to be interrupted. I need to put my thoughts right, right. onto the pad. But you're saying that you're really just coming up with the premise right. and then making it making it grow from there. Exactly. Like I'm going to go. I'm going to do this right now. There's like two jokes that I want to try out that I've been that I've been working on okay. mentally. But um, you know, you're just going to go out there and do it. But most too many comedians are afraid of going up there and just bomb it and just coming up with ideas. That's the whole point of this. So. That's real. That's real. So, so, so and you could actually help me write this joke. I want to be a part I, of this. I will walk you through the joke and then I will also tell you where I need help with. All right, take your take your bits. Right. Hit that stage that we got set up at the front of the room and uh, and then we'll go from there. Kabir Singh. Wow, I didn't I didn't think we were going to get a chance to see uh, Kabir Singh live in action. Actually, actually doing, being a part of the process, I'm excited by this. You come up with a premise, and then you just throw it out there and figure it out. Like um, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. Kabir oh, Singh. Hey, 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 coming to the stage, this, this guy. It looks like the same uh, attendance as, uh, as my usual shows, actually. <laughs> I feel very good about this. Um, like, so I have this joke. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to write a, a joke about aliens, which is uh, kind of weird. But, like, shit. Mm. Improv, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, animals. <laughs> yeah, right. Come back Should be getting sick. Yeah, that'd be great. Try it again. Come on, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the to the betting. All right, we'll do the process thing again. Then we'll do we do the about. process thing again? Or do I just say, all right, let's do this? Okay, so. Got right. it. All right, let's go do this. Let's do it, man. Let's rock it out. I get a chance to actually be a part of your process here, which is going to be fun for me. Cause, uh, yeah. Because this is basically brainstorming right now. Yeah, it is brainstorming. You know, you don't have the whole the whole joke, but you could do it in front of other funny people and they'll help you of out. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Kabir Singh. All right, so uh, I've always wanted to write a joke about aliens, so I thought this would be funny. Uh, my worst fear in life is to be abducted by UFOs. Mm. Uh, not because I'm afraid of aliens. I don't care about aliens. I'll slap them in the face. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is be the uh, representative for Earth. Because... <laughs> When you get abducted by aliens, they're gonna ask you questions about what's going on there, and I'll, I'll ruin it for all of us. I'm not a smart person, <laughs> right? So I'm pretty sure, like the alien, like what would be one of the things an alien would ask? Uh, yeah, what do you eat? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, but we probably yes, so eat. That's a good one. See, there you go. That's why it's, it's working. Story. Process is working. I would say, like, I would be a really bad representative for Earth because I'm pretty sure the alien would be like, uh, "Who's your leader?" And I'd probably be like. Uh, it can be you if you play your cards right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go downstairs and take over the world. You've got weapons, right? You right. Know, something weird like that. But food is another good incorporate, one. Incorporate. You can incorporate since you're since you're gonna abandon your species. You can incorporate some sort of like gentrification of it all. Like you're gonna be the, the aliens are gonna gentrify Earth, and it's gonna be a lot of alien hipsters walking around here, little mustaches, little unicycles, something like that. Just something like that. It could be like, well, we're all one down there. Right. 
Uh, and also maybe incorporate something funny. Be like, is LeBron James one of you guys <laughs> right. jumping over cars down there? And we've never seen anything like it. He plays for the Monstars from, right. from Space Jam. There you go. Something weird like that. And here's the other joke that I think I have down. I'll try it out. It's uh, is that uh, I do have a girlfriend now, and uh, her best friend uh, is a gay dude who sent her a dick pic, uh. which is weird, right? Uh, and he claims it's an accident. But first of all, I don't think he's gay. I think he's straight. He's just trying to hook up with my girlfriend. Number two, uh, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic, right? You got to grab your phone, turn your phone on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, pull your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that, send that. It's a lot of steps. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty much what we're trying to work on over there. And you can tell you can tell when the guy is insecure with his dick pic because oh. he'll always put like something next to it to show the scale oh, to see right. so, so you can see exactly how big it is. Ruler, right? Yeah, like think about a ruler. Like he'll probably put like a roll of nickels next to it a and roller. just just so you understand that he's working with something. That's right. It's, it's, it's a, this battery. It's the secure dudes. What the secure dudes want? are the ones that just point the camera down and click. That's Those are right. the secure guys. The insecure and that's how you do it. See, we just came up with some stuff right there. I'm right. Gonna write it down now. I love the aliens one. With you. If 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 the guy has a bunch of stuff in the backdrop of his dick pic, he's yeah. very insecure, and he wants to he wants to distract you from what's really going on. That's right. And make you see the backdrop like, or something. It's like a hotel with miniature shampoo and stuff. Like <laughs> right. Hey, no, just hanging out at Target. That's not Target. He's got the there. New York skyline behind his dick for some odd reason. That's the Hyatt. Yes. Okay. I see that. I, this you is the process. You want to do so? That's basically my process. What I'll do is I'll hit up the open mic just like I did, and I'll. I'll literally talk about the joke while I'm doing the joke. Right. It annoys some people, but who gives a shit? Who cares? You know, it's like, this is the way I do it. They already paid their money anyways. Laugh. Yeah. You're already getting paid at the end of the exactly, night. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's the best I like way that. for me to write. I like Kabir, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. That's Give it right. up. There we go. Rudy, huh? <laughs> I'll give you a one-man applause. Yeah, I know. A golf clap. A little golf clap. So, so this is, okay, now this time you did it, um, on stage, like right. you're actually on stage. I don't yeah. know if that's typically how you do it, but I understand the concept behind right, this right. though. It's about bringing a premise to the forefront and then building off that. I like that. Right. This is like very organic. How do you do it when you're not actually on a stage talking to you know somebody who's like right in front of you, like critiquing you? Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. Like what I'll do is I'll just annoy my friends and start open micing it with them. Sometimes. With your buddies, you're just oh, hanging yeah. out with your buddies. Oh, I do that with my mom all the time. Oh, she ah. hates it. She's like, why don't you come back when the jokes are good, please? That'd be okay. <laughs> right. I am not a test dummy. And I'm like, Mom, you, you got to – this is gold. Um, but no, really, listen, there's no excuse to not hit mics, man. I mean, yeah. really, any city. I mean, you could be anywhere and you could hit up a mic. So really, it is best to go on stage and just throw those out there. I mean, do people kind of – do, especially your comedy friends, I yeah. can imagine, do they kind of call you out on that? Like, dude, don't open mic me right, right now. Right, right, right. Oh, like, well, like do your friends ever say that? Or? I do it with my friends. but Who have no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll they, just, just, like, they just think you're being extremely clever yeah. and very witty. And yeah. oh, that, oh, that Kabir, he's always got a snapper. I'll just be at my cousin's <laughs> birthday party. He's like 15. So Trump, huh? Have you seen this guy? He's like, please, uncle. Oh, man. It's my birthday. That's incredible, man. I, I'm, Get your kids over here. You guys want to hear a comedy show? I'm well, what's actually what's the youngest what's the youngest crowd that you've ever done? I mean, have you ever done a oh show like specifically God. for kids? I've done Indian weddings where they won't even tell me there's kids. Oh my God, those wow. are the worst shows ever. I did like an Indian reception once, and I show up, and it's just literally like eight, seven-year-olds to four-year-olds maybe just circling around me and dancing. Yes. While I'm doing my set. While you're doing your bit. While people are eating. 
while I'm contemplating why I didn't go to law school. Right. This <laughs> is so much. This is the worst experience ever. I mean, is that the worst setup oh, for a comedy show? Oh, it's the worst. And then when I do actual comedy shows where it is all ages, I mean, those can be fun because nobody yeah. in their right mind's coming there. But when you start doing these private gigs where it just could be like young ass kids. Over there, it's crazy. Yeah, this there's my my thing about comedy shows is I I hate to sound you know like like I'm being uh, petty, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a lot about the setup. Like if you have, for example, you've done you know shows at a bar before or at a restaurant right, right. or something like that, um, where they're trying to put put on a comedy show, but they just don't have the elements around the right. comedy in 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 order. You know, TVs yeah. are on, you got music playing in the background, you got the bar facing that way and yeah. the stage facing that way. I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you have a situation where you can't get everybody's attention yeah but you're supposed to do 25 minutes of comedy you know at that point you just have to focus on the five people that are watching i mean there's nothing you can do i mean if they're literally not going to pay attention to you right uh, it's never going to be 100 percent of the crowd not paying attention to do you, you just get louder you could it depends how much you care about the show right when you do <laughs> right. it when you're headlining 30 shows a month you're just sitting there like this one could slide yeah <laughs> i did real good yesterday these people don't want it we're not giving it to them but like even when they're not paying attention you just pick up the four or five that are paying attention and yeah. open mic and do some new stuff and stuff like that but i mean you know it also depends if you're getting paid or not i mean you they depend on you to do well. I mean, how many bar shows do you have? You getting paid like what, hundred bucks a show? Up I mean, show? yeah, that be that's nice when they can shoot you a nice hundred dollars yeah. for a bar show. And that's doing, nice. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes yeah. up there, and you're like, you know, they're not paying attention. You're like, I should probably try to get their attention. What's your What's yeah. your take on uh, the probably the one thing that uh, I would say scares people? Nah, I mean, no, that's cool. We can just, we just skip that, yeah. Let's wrap it up, and then we'll do a little bit after you go off the air. Okay, cool. I, I was just going to say, if it's possible to, we don't even need to do it for reals, but of course, my battery died. I saw that on the second, on the second joke, run, like halfway through the second joke run through. Yeah. So if you could just quickly run through that so I could just get your reactions again, okay. that would be, that would be cool. You I guys want to do that first, so we'll or? We'll just do pieces. Yeah, we, we can keep doing it and just grab that at the end if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that, cool. That'll that's be fine. the last thing we do. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even... So, yeah, now, fellas, just wrap it up. All right. And then do your little bit after you go off there. Okay. And then uh, we'll move on to a couple different things. Maybe you're interested in a career. Go quick. Cool. So, first one. No problem. Uh, I'm going to open that goddamn... Hey, Ben, you want to jump out here and just kind of two-shot for this? And I'll call... You'll swap over? Yeah. So, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Ask if you got any... Show, what shows you got no, no I, don't don't even we, say, oh, oh. Don't even, I guess I don't even need to say that right yeah, now. Yeah, I think we just wrap it I'm up. Cheating, I'm cheating like a real podcast. Um, uh, wait, we mentioned what would have, the, the, the hustle, the whole Jay Rich thing. Barbara, I have to say that I'm going to go to Jay Rich's place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned yeah, that. So, yeah, you just say, what are you doing up next? Yeah. Just say, what I'll are you doing I'll wrap it up, up and then I'll ask you, what are you up to? It's like, well, we're going to Oakland to pick up Jay Rich to go uh, to his side hustle. Can I say hi? We're not saying side hustle. No, no. We're going to go do uh, his day job. His day job. That's another word. Yeah. I'll just go be like, yeah, we're going to go to his day job. He's a barber. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to cut some hair. Okay. And then you could give like a quick opinion on what you think, how you think I'm doing. Okay. Be supportive on the radio. And yeah. Right when and then it's really, done. yeah. Be supportive and then on I'll the radio. And then right when it's done, it's like, yo, shit. bro, I, you, you're not going to be And right. then I'll wrap it up and then we'll do our thing. Okay. okay.
three, two, one. Well, Kabir, it's uh, it's been a blast, man. It's been a while since we had a chance to really like sit down and chop it up like this, man. And always I'm, a pleasure. I'm always happy for your success. I'm always in your corner, man. And I know I'm gonna catch you at the microphones and stuff like that. But you know, you just keep on rocking your thing, keep Thank on doing you, your man. thing, man. I appreciate it, man. And congratulations on the radio show, man. We'll I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. We're gonna work. We're gonna do more of this more often, man. Because I always love uh, your vibes and I love your energy, man. But yes, uh, what do you what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, we're off to uh, you know Jay Rich, the yeah. other, uh, an amazing comedian. His uh, his day job. He's a barber. Really? He's a barber in Oakland. Okay. So, so uh, we're going to go spend the day with him at work. Uh, and then um, I think he's going to try to get me to cut some hair, man. I'm, I think I'm going to be uh, I think I'm gonna be good at it. Maybe you, I'll find another passion. You know what, though? I think you I think you will be also. Because the thing is, like, people love a, a barber with a good personality. You're, yeah. Obviously, you're a funny guy. Oh, like, you're going to entertain you. them. You're going to entertain them. They're going to be looking forward to having their hair cut by Kabir Singh. I think it's going to be fun. I you're going to fit in. I feel in. bad for the people that are going to get the haircut. No, no. But I'm excited. I'm going to see what it's like, you know, because it's, it's not all cutting hairs. I know he has got a, uh, a strenuous job. So it's going to see if I'm going to be excited to, to try it out. Maybe watch a YouTube video on uh, on fades oh, before, yeah. before, you, before you get we down there. We have no time for that now. That, that should have been done Just do that, man. Ago. Kabir, I really appreciate you, man. Again, thank you, brother, for coming on, man. Thank you, You have me. been all uh, had a chance to listen to the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Once again, thank you guys all for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Take it easy. Thank you, man. Right on, man. All right. <sighs> man, uh, I got to tell you, man, that is, uh, you, know, I, you know I believe in you. Yeah. And and you know we go back and stuff. Um but this 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 day job thing, man, it's 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 not going to work, Kabir. It's not it's not going to work, man. I, you you you're you're not ready Listen. for this, you know. This is a lot of work. You already put in all these miles onto your brain and yeah. everything. It's you're not going to be able to do this, man. This is not for you. It's not for you. How hard is cutting hair? I think you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Well, we'll see, sir. We'll see. We'll see about that, man. We'll Just, see. Uh, Take it easy, man. All Good right. luck. Good luck with everything. Take care, buddy. All right. Take I'll see easy. you soon. All right. Do not even do, do not do a speech, man. Just go straight up and just All right. say. It's not going to work. All right. Just say, uh, shorter? Just job to do. Much shorter? All right. It's gotcha. not going to work. And gotcha. can I say how hard is cutting hair? Could that be a yeah, good thing going back into it? Okay. Five lines here. Okay, Dude. I got you. Uh, what you do when you when you're ready to leave? I mean, you guys are gonna see each other tonight. That's yeah. the idea. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll see you later it's on all, tonight. It's all in one day, so you guys are gonna be performing at Tommy's. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so what are you up to? Is like before our show tonight. Yeah. I, well, I'm gonna go to Jay Rich thing, so I'll make that clear on that all right, one. Cool. All righty. Oh, uh, at the end? I'll do it quicker. I'll do it much quicker, oh, yeah. yeah. Say something homophobic. <laughs> Be like, mm. We need to sell this. All right, I got you. I got you. You guys ready? No. Doesn't look like it. Well, uh, Kabir, man, we spent like two hours together for the first time in a long time, man. I really appreciate you coming through today, man. I've had a blast. What are you up to for the rest of the day? Uh, that was a blast, man. Uh, well, we're going to be heading over to uh, to Jay Rich. You know Jay Rich, amazing comedian. Of course, um, of course. He's a barber, so we're going to go to his barber shop in Oakland. Wow. We're going to spend a day in his shoes, and then I'm going to be able to cut some hair. So you're going uh, to cut a little bit of hair? Yeah, so I don't okay. know if I'm going to survive tonight. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. We're going to go see uh, how he does his job. And 
it's gonna be exciting and then we have the big show tonight man we do so man so we're gonna up. we're gonna hook up later on tonight i Absolutely. want you to i want you to let me know what the whole barbershop experience was like for you oh i will i'm yeah. sure you're gonna do great man you got a great personality and people love a happy barber so well, i think you're gonna be you, good Rudy. man thanks for having again, me brother i appreciate it man once again you guys have been listening to kabir singh right here on the rare formcast with rudy ortiz thank you for tuning in you guys take it easy Having me, man. Uh, this barbershop thing, man. It's not. It's not gonna work for you, man. It's not gonna work for you. You're. Uh, you're not cut out for it. Dude, how hard is it to cut hair, honestly? Well, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out. All right. You let I'll, me know tonight, man. I'll see you tonight, baby. All right, baby. Take it easy. I'll see you soon, man. Take care. Man. All right. some responses can't they just talk other things i can same thing right like the same thing we just did what's that first one is alien second one is dick pic okay same idea Second joke, though. I right. To another show. Wow. First one, okay. first one was good. Let's see what the second one is. Oh, one second, one second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the second joke I had in mind uh, is uh, is this, is this. So I have a girlfriend. Uh, her best friend is gay. Okay. Uh, but he sent a dick pic to her recently that he claims was an accident, but I don't think hmm. it is an accident because um, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic. It's complicated. It's complicated. You gotta grab your phone, turn it on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, right. pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that dick, right. send that. I mean, it's a lot of work. Right. I think that's a lot of stumbling. Too much stumbling. I mean, what, what do you think needs to be added? I mean, I think the punchline's a little weak. But well, you know, premise, yeah. you just gotta remind people, you gotta remind people that the more stuff that you add to the dick pic in the background, the yeah. more insecure the man actually is. Oh, see, that's a good idea. Like, if he's got a roll of quarters or something to show the scale from whatever it is that he's holding to his <laughs> penis, that's because he's he's unsure about his self you know the 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 secure guys just look the, take the camera and then point down and click those are the secure guys triple a batteries nothing going on yeah exactly there's batteries it's just there, there's no other things to compare it to in a secure dick pic exactly so remember that i like it they always do the travel size stuff too the toothpaste and stuff like right that. like this is target i'm like that's not target <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that. So I could add that stuff. It's about brainstorming. We're brainstorming. So, again, man, I, I always find that the best way to do it. Two things. You say it out loud, the joke, you hear it, and then other people can uh, help you out, man. That's kind of the problem. I dig that. We're doing, we're doing the, the entrance from the very beginning? Yep. All right.
So just until he comes in, we're we're going all the way to the point where he comes in and sits down. Okay. Okay. Oh, give us a, give us like a little give us a little bit on it. Okay. In case you want yeah. in case you want to come in on that Matt. All right. Okay, we'll do it again. I mean, just whatever you can remember. Oh, yeah, I, I remember how I, I'll, it was like a minute, almost a minute before he came in. 30 seconds and just give us that. Yeah, okay. Three, two, one. What up, world? Welcome to the Rare Form cast with your host, Rudy Ortiz, and my special guest today, who will be in studio pretty soon, the one and only... Oh, okay. All right, no problem. Three, two, one. What's going on, world? Welcome to the Rare Form cast with your host, Rudy Ortiz, and my special guest who will be in studio pretty soon, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh, comic extraordinaire. The guy's been everywhere. You've seen him on Comedy Central. He's actually just recently uh, done some writing for Family Guy. I mean, the guy's blowing up. I've known Kabir for almost, uh, I want to say, eight or nine years now. Known him ever since the open mic days over at Tommy T's back in Pleasanton, for those of you who know the the scene. that That's when they used to have karaoke right after comedy. It was usually funnier after the the comedy show was over because of the karaoke so we're going to be talking a lot about sports a lot about politics uh, a lot about comedy actually we're only going to be talking about sports and comedy no politics today we're going to keep that in the uh, on the other side but uh, my man Kabir is going to let us uh, into his career let us know what he's up to what he's been what he's got going on and uh, actually I think I just hear him coming in right now of course Kabir fashionably late fashionably late as always my man knows how to make an entrance ladies and gentlemen the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh what's up what's going on brother how you doing Man. Good? It's been a while, brother. This is nice. Right on, man. Welcome. Welcome to the Rare Formcast. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay. uh, do it one more time? Yeah, you Okay. Cool. Get a little bit more profile to get him walking because mm -hmm. there's so much reflection. Yeah, 
get, like, when I'm in here, I get these kind of fun little crosses where you cross the slide close to the camera and I get them on the slide over there. But it's like, maybe Jay, maybe Jay, you should be here to let him come up. So we can you come up. All right, and actually, I think I hear him walking in now. Is that the oh, okay? My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So we will have Kabir Singh in studio very soon. My man knows how to make an entrance. I've known him for years. He's always been like that. And as a matter of fact, I think I hear him walking in right now. There he goes, the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh. What's up, man? Making an entrance as always, treating me like it's your court date. I dig it. I like that. Traffic, dude. No problem, my man. Welcome, welcome to the Rare Formcast. The one and only Mr. Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. I see Rudy, man. Right on. Better go. Cool, man. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, man. And then you're going to go grab some lunch with your boys? Yeah, I'm going to go grab some lunch with my folks. Let me walk out with you guys, though, man. You guys, are they already packed up? Oh, no. So do you guys ever, I mean, what's the, like, the extent of the usage here? Is it, like, one person?
I'm six months pregnant. I'm five months sober. I feel... <laughs> I feel amazing. I feel very, very proud of myself. Um, none of us are actually ready to get the news that they...
broadcasting live from the intersections of 21st and Florida here in San Francisco. 